When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is Denver really a playoff contender? What's the real deal with the Timberwolves? Why are the Raptors considered second behind the Celtics? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown podcast slash live show as always, I am joined by Dave Dufour at Dave Dufour NBA, and it's been a long, long time—a reunion show, if you will. So, Dave, are you? Can you hear us? Are you there? I am, and I don't think I'm frozen, which is, which is awesome. I know we finally have some updates and some new things to work with uh, on the uh, tech side, so everything comes in loud and clear and beautiful sounding and looking. So you do—you look better than ever. Yeah, I, I did notice on the Periscope stream that. My camera is so zoomed in, you can't really see my face. So I backed out so everyone can see that my office, despite living in San Antonio since the middle of May, uh, is still a mess. So it, it'll it'll get there by the time the season starts, I hope. You think so? So it's been May, June, July, August. It's like four months. You think that sometime in the next like three weeks, you're going to be able to do what you couldn't do in four months? Well, you know what? This is the longest stretch I've been home since we moved. Uh, this I think I've been home 10 days now. How uh-huh. crazy is that, you know? Um, so yeah, this is like the longest stretch that I've actually been in San Antonio. Well, that's almost as crazy as the swag you can now get or merch, if you will, over at teespring.com with B-Ball Breakdown. We have t-shirts up there. If you want to be a friend of the breakdown, head over there and get your friend of the breakdown t-shirt. We have some designs. They're really cool. People have been digging it. I got a sticker today in the mail for my daughter's computer. She's going to love. So you can get stickers, mugs, t-shirts, all sorts of stuff and really cool designs. So head over there. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> let, let all your friends know that you are in and part and a friend of the breakdown. Uh, Dave, I think we have, probably have to have a special shirt that's like best friend of the breakdown. Or, <laughs> but for you, I don't even know if that counts. I, I think best friend is probably not even strong enough. It's got to be something like um, I don't know. What, what would you think? Part of the. Uh, um, I don't know. Hetero life mate. There we, you go. That's what right. we got to go with. Something <laughs> like that. Hetero breakdown. So. Well, we want to answer some of your questions out there. We have a bunch of you guys out here watching and joining us. So thank you for uh, heading over here on a random Thursday afternoon in the middle of the offseason, which not a lot's been going on recently. Um, You know, you want to do a half an hour discussion on Devin Booker? No. Yeah. No, I I don't. (laughs) Although I will say, I mean, it does suck that that he's missing this uh, training camp and, and possibly the start of the season. I was really looking forward to seeing what he was going to do this year. He had a great season last year before the uh, the injury stuff kind of popped up on him. And then, uh, you know, they added Trevor Ariza. They got DeAndre Ayton. This team is actually really interesting now. I, I don't think they're going to be a good team necessarily, but I think that they could be, you know, the 10th best team in the West this year, maybe. Wow. You know, uh, I've said that they had an outside shot of maybe competing for, like, the eighth seed. But, I mean, that would require all kinds of crazy stuff to happen. Um, but I think that they're going to at least be interesting, more fun. Igor Kokoshkov, we're going to get to see, 
you know, some of the stuff he did in the uh, Eurobasket last year with Slovenia, how, how much of that will translate, how much of it will he even use in Phoenix. So I, I was really looking forward to it, and uh, I hope that this, this surgery doesn't keep him out long. Although I will say, have they said if there's going to be a, a second surgery? Oh, I have not seen that. That's not good. Well, I I just saw like on his Instagram, it was like surgery one was oh. was, was over. So the hope is, my hope is that uh, this is a very temporary speed bump on what right. should be a more fun season. I mean, Phoenix just, you know, they've had a terrible run since like, what, 2012? Is that right? They, they've been really, really bad. So... You know, I would love to see them kind of in the mix. Sure, and then you know we we can add this to the um, the uh, conspiracy pod. We'll do. Let's see if we can do that before the season starts. But um, you know, he didn't. You know, it's hard to break. It's when you break your hand. Like a lot of times, it's it's because you punch somebody. And um, I'm wondering this if this is his a, wrist. Oh no, no, no! Devin Booker broke his hand though. Yeah, but the the surgery they did was was the wrist surgery. Oh, that's really interesting. Okay, I have to study this because all I heard was the hand, and if it is the hand, you got to wonder like what exactly is going on. I you know if I'm asking around and people are saying uh, yeah, like he maybe he punched somebody or not. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever come out, but there's certainly a lot of stories like that. You know, like like uh, was it Kevin Love doing knuckle push-ups and he broke his hand? Right? Is that <laughs> yeah. the that's the story? Um, yeah. And who tripped Actually, over the no, bag? It was, a, it was a hand surgery. My my bad. Um, okay. Who tripped over a bag? I don't know. I think Boozer. Baseball yeah. always has the craziest ones, you know. Oh yeah. Base, baseball is like the guy fell down the stairs, um, cut oh. himself. Cooking. Wait, wait, oh. wait! But we we've had that in the NBA too. Ron Artest fell on the stairs. Right. He did fall down. <laughs> Kobe was cleaning out his his, uh, his garage. Uh, right. Like, there's a lot of stuff there, and none of it makes sense to me. And and you know, usually you do find out eventually, but some of these stuff they've no one's ever really spilled. So we'll yeah. have to go and uh, do some well, research and see what we can for, find out. For any young players out there that might be listening or watching, um, don't punch people if you're a basketball player. I, I'm not saying that that's what happened with Devin Booker, and and most likely it, it didn't. Um, but if, if you are in an altercation, you know, go learn jujitsu and, you know, choke them out. Don't punch. Cause that's, those are your money makers. Uh, right. Well, also if you like, if you're in some sort of like concert pianist, you know, uh, right. profession. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that either. It's not good. It's yeah. not a good throw look. elbows, you know, don't, oh. don't throw punches. Like there you go. <laughs> And uh, we, and our uh, friend of the breakdown, we'll call him a friend of the breakdown because he's always on here. Ron Coffa gives me a compliment to my hair. Thank you. It's been six, maybe a little more than six months since I've cut it. And uh, if you uh, if you are listening to this as a podcast, by the way, you should make sure to head over on Twitter and follow us because we do live shows a lot, and you can actually see us recording. And it's riveting video, it really is. Yeah. Just like this. <laughs> yeah, right. So we have some questions uh, that are coming in. And make sure you answer, uh, ask some questions right now over on Twitter or in the comments on the Periscope comment section. And give us some hearts. Let's all, I'm going to see some hearts. I give myself hearts all the time. I love it. And um, let's, uh, let's go to the questions. Dave, what do we have first? Uh, from Peter Hunter on uh, Twitter, is Denver a playoff team in the West? And this is, I mean, we could probably talk 30 minutes just about this question. Oh, we, yeah. Okay. Well, what's your answer? What's your short answer? That's like 10 seconds long. Uh, they should be. Okay. That's, that's it. Right. So they'll have Millsap healthy, hopefully all season. Um, you know, last year they, they just missed the playoffs. I mean, they, they, they lost basically a play in game, uh, to miss the playoffs. I think they're going to be better. You're going to, you got another year of development for Jamal Murray and Gary Harris and, and Jokic. Um, I, I do think that they're going to be better this year. If Michael Porter Jr. is going to give them anything, that'd be amazing. Um, he, he's not ready for the, the start of the season, right? 
Well, probably not. And and my inclination is that he he winds up missing the whole year, but that's fine. They didn't draft him for that. They got him because of the value at the pick, right? They didn't get him to come in and contribute. Um, you know, he's a guy who, if he had been healthy, would have probably been the first or second pick, no worse than third. So, mm-hmm. uh, and he and he's great. I saw him at Hoop Summit two years ago, or yeah, two years ago, and man, he was fantastic. Just electric, really good athlete. Can can really really shoot, and he's six ten. So. You know that always helps being tall. You know, it's do you, wait, wait. Are you sure that he really, really can shoot? Yeah, he can really shoot. Okay, because yeah, I feel like I was looking at some of the the footage and was you know just a little bit concerned about some stuff. You can't watch the stuff from Missouri because I mean he he just wasn't healthy, and, and so I actually think he got bad advice by coming back and playing at the end of the season. It, it, he did himself no favors. You know, right. you're, you're better off having uh, you know like a lot of mystery surrounding you than to show up and look unhealthy. I mean, right. Dante Exum, like he got drafted really high because no one had seen him. And I think that that's smart. You know, I'd be hiding these guys as much <laughs> right. as possible. Oh, there's Buzz. He's going top five. Shut it down. Right. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, well, and, um, and that's sort of what happens in AAU as well. As you start to get up there in the rankings, you don't want to compete as much and hurt that. Start ranking. avoiding. Well, you start yeah. avoiding uh, teams that are good. Yeah. That happens. But anyway, long story short, uh, Denver, I think they should be a playoff team. A lot of teams in the West got better. Um, Denver is one of them, though. Yeah, and I do uh, think they're they're trending up. And certainly, we know that uh, with with Paul Millsap, they are a playoff team without question. He doesn't go down for any amount of time. They make the playoffs, I think, for for sure. And again, it just leads to the, the, to have to figure out. Okay, they're getting in. I think that's pretty safe to say. Uh, you know, everyone wants to say the Lakers are getting in, and they, the Lakers are getting in anyway, just because if they're like behind, if they're down three games with four games to go, you can guarantee every good player on the other team's falling out in the third quarter or whatever they're going to do to get them in. So if that's like if that's two teams that are moving up, it's not even like okay, that's reasonable, but it's not because who are the two that are going to go down? Well, I, I think Portland stands out to me. Okay, um, you know they they've just they've been so healthy, and, and it's hard to believe they can maintain this run uh, of health. I mean, it, it's it's fantastic, and knock on wood, if I had any around here, I never want to root for anyone to get hurt. So I'm not saying that, but I, I just. I feel like they've just been so lucky the last few years and and they are outperforming their numbers quite a bit. So I, I think Portland is a candidate to drop out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'd worry about Minnesota. Uh, you know, Oklahoma City is going to be better this year. Robertson's going to be back and healthy. And they, and they were very good, especially right around the time Robertson went down. They sort of figured things out. Mm-hmm. Utah is going to be better. I think Utah, there's an argument to be made. Utah is probably last year was probably third best team in the league. Uh, maybe fourth behind the Cavs. Um, they might be the second best team in the West now because Ariza and, and, and Bahamute left Houston. So, you know, I, I think that that's going to be really tough. And, and you know, Minnesota, I, I don't know. I, there's a lot of discord coming out about Jimmy Butler and and sort of all of the young guys. And then they just add Luol Deng, which I hope Luol Deng can still play because, you know, he's been a good player as, you know, for most of his career, mm-hmm. health problems aside, you know. Um, but I, I just, it seems like Tom Thibodeau is sort of doubling down on the 2011 bulls rather than looking forward at the 2018, 2019 Timberwolves and what they actually need to do. Totally. And looking forward is a key component to being a GM. It's also a key component to your vision. And if you have contact lenses, you know how difficult it can be to get replacements until now. Simple Contacts has created the most convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription. Check out how easy it is. 
take their five-minute vision test online, it'll be reviewed by a licensed doctor, and they'll write the prescription and reorder your contacts. Simple Contacts has all the brands and types of lenses you're familiar with, so you never have to shop around, and they've gotten a five-star rating in the App Store over 4,500 times. I watch my wife scramble every time she runs out of contacts, but no more. We'll be renewing with a few taps on her phone from now on, and it will save us money. While the vision test is only $20 and their lens prices are unbeatable and shipping free, I've got an even better offer for you, sports fans. You get 20 bucks off your first order of contacts when you visit simplecontacts.com slash coachnick20 or just enter my code coachnick20 at checkout. Their app is really well designed. You save time and money by avoiding the doctor's office and you'll save even more with my code coachnick20 at checkout. This isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam, and their eye test checks that your current prescription still helps you see 2020 and will renew that prescription. They won't write completely new prescriptions or examine eye health. But once you use Simple Contacts, you'll understand why it's vision care for the 21st century. I think that the, the Timberwolves have a problem uh, on two different fronts. I think one is they, they don't really, I don't think they like being coached by Thibodeau the way he does it. I just think that's an issue. Um, that we, we, we talked about this a lot last year. You know, there's a lot of evidence that suggests that the game is sort of passed him by. He might be more of an assistant guy. You know, we also have talked about that. Yeah. Um, but defensively, you know, he's doing the same stuff he was doing seven years ago, and the league has changed so much. You know, all of his pre-rotation and icing every possession and all this stuff. You know, he doesn't have the same personnel. You know, it's not Joachim Noah. Right. In it, you know, back there backing up these guys, these guards, uh, it's it's Carl Anthony Towns. He's not nearly the defender. He he, you know, he we we've kind of blasted him a little bit for for going for the big play, the stats and stuff like that, rather than playing positional. But a good coach can work around that. And, and you know, Carl Anthony Towns is a smart player and he's a great athlete. So you would think that a good coach would figure out a way to make this guy passable mm-hmm. on defense. But right now, I mean, he's one of the worst defensive centers in the league. Yeah, almost like someone made a video on it last year. And um, they also, uh, I think this is also Thibs' last chance. This is probably, if they don't if they lose, they don't make the playoffs, or they're like, if they're 10th, 11th come February, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's uh, his seat gets so hot that he's gone. Uh, but also the dynamic between Jimmy Butler and um, uh, Wiggins. I think that's an issue that can't get solved either, short of a trade. So I feel like that's going to be something they're going to have to make a look in and see. The, the problem is, uh, is Wiggins, does he have any value? Is he tradable? I think he is. Um, you know, he's young and, and he can score and, and, you know. But his contract. I, so, yeah, it's a lot. But, I mean, come on, you know. Uh, not – it doesn't doesn't preclude him from being traded. I mean, we've seen worse contracts traded. Um, True. In history. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that the more likely guy to go isn't Wiggins. I think the – Butler is the more likely guy to go. You know, wow. you got to think long term, right? Butler's a uh, free agent next summer, and like you said, this may be Thibodeau's kind of last chance there. This is year three of a five-year deal. Um, if they were going to cut bait, it would probably be after the season. Although, if things are terrible, you know, you could even see a scenario where they let him go in the in the middle of the year. I doubt it though. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think Butler his free agency next summer is super interesting. Teams are going to be throwing offers at, at the Timberwolves, especially if they're bad out of the gate. You know, if they start out like, I don't know, five and 10, let's say, you yeah. know, if they're not good from the jump, I, we could, 
I can envision a scenario where we see Jimmy Butler traded by New Year's. I mean, I, it, yeah. it really is. I mean, because he's going to be a free agent. He's likely going to walk, especially if Tom Thibodeau is not going to be around. They need to get something for him if they're not going to make the right. playoffs. You know, if they're not going to make the playoffs. I think even if they're just not going to be very good. If you're not competing for second round of the playoffs with Jimmy Butler, uh, you might want to just consider punting and, and yeah. trying to get some – pieces well, in return from the coach's perspective and the winning standpoint you you trade Wiggins first and you would want to keep Butler but I understand the fact yeah, that great. if he leaves or if the coach is gone he's going to leave so that you're right there's an issue there with assets man, asset man, management I get it but I, yeah. I would trade Wiggins way before Butler but sure. uh, that's why you know that's why I'm not a GM well, uh, I, yeah if if basketball was only played on the basketball court you're absolutely right fair enough good, but good in the phrasing. NBA on the in the NBA it's played a lot on yeah. paper and let's give a shout out to, uh, to uh, let's see here, C. Bunty. I'm not sure if that's how you're supposed to say it, C-E-A Bunty. So uh, she asked, he or she, can't tell who it is, I think it's a she, uh, asked uh, which teams in the West fall out of the playoffs from last season. So we started into that conversation uh, before I even saw that question. So she was actually ahead of us. Uh, now, we thought, you, had, you named one team. You thought Portland's going to drop out. Um, I don't think you named, oh, and then Minnesota could be the other one. Minnesota is possible. Right. I mean, the, the truth is, it could be a, you know, any number of teams depending on health, right? Yeah. Like we saw the difference in the Jazz with Rudy Gobert and without Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. right? Without Rudy Gobert, that was not they were not making the playoffs. With Rudy Gobert, they, pro, you know, were potentially like a fifty-five win team, right? right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think the margins are so slim in the NBA, and you know the the rosters are small, and you only play five guys at a time. And this is why every single year you could put an asterisk next to the title and you say, well, this guy got injured and that team had an easy run to the playoff or easy run to the title. Right. And so I I just think that the most likely scenario is that someone's going to get hurt and that's going to trigger, you know, who who makes the playoffs, who misses the playoffs. I still am not convinced that the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. And I think if they do, they're somewhere they're like seven or eight. I I just as currently constructed. You know, if you're putting a gun to my head and you're saying, look at that roster, knowing these players like you do, <laughs> where would you choose them to finish? I, I mean, I, I'd say seven tops, and that's with all the respect going to LeBron. You know, that's LeBron carrying a roster that won 35 games last year to, you know, 47 or whatever, 48, that it might take to make the playoffs. Well, not making the playoffs is kind of like waiting in that huge line all night long outside your local sneaker shop hoping to get the latest and greatest gym shoe before they sell out. I'm here to tell you about a much better way to get the hottest new sneakers as they're just hitting the shelves. StockX is a revolutionary new marketplace for buying or selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags. Here's the cool part about it. StockX uses the same principles as the stock market to make your purchases by giving you real-time market data for intelligent buying and selling. You'll see exactly how much an item has sold in the past and what it's selling for now. Best of all, StockX has removed the risk from buying and selling online. Total anonymity between buyer and seller. You'll never have to deal directly with a random buyer or seller again. StockX has experts that verify every item, making sure everything you get is 100% authentic. Visit StockX.com slash Coach Nick, and you'll see what an incredible platform this is. That's StockX.com slash Coach Nick. Now you know.
We have a good question here that's been asked a little while ago from Tiff. Uh, Tiff Tripp, at Tiff Tripp, she asks, I think it's another, again, I think it's another woman. Uh, it's yep. hard to tell, but it certainly yeah. looks that way. How do you think the Celtics can best utilize the Jalen, uh, sorry, the Jason, Jalen, Gordon combination, keeping with Steven's positionless approach? Uh, and that's a great question because you have a lot of these sort of similar size, similar, you know, not redundancy, but certainly similar skilled players. Um, you want to tackle that first? Sure. I think it's a great question, but it's an easy one to answer. And, and the truth is you play them together a lot. I mean, those are three guys that can that can comfortably guard two through four, mm-hmm. I believe, in the modern NBA. You know, uh, like if you're playing against Utah and you got Derek Favors out there, well, maybe you're going you're gonna to run your big lineup and, and have Horford and Baines. But remember, they don't even play Favors and Gobert together that much. And that's just one scenario, right? Um, so, but those three together, you've got quite a bit of shooting. You've got a fair amount of ball handling, uh, especially with, with Tatum and Hayward. And playmaking. And I think that, you know, we talk about this quite a bit. The, the most effective thing you can have in the league is not just space, but it's playmaking to capitalize on that space. It's shooting to capitalize on that space. And you got three guys that can actually shoot threes and, you know, get to the basket. A J, you know, Jalen Brown out of those three is probably the least polished as a ball handler. But going in a straight line with space and with those guys around him, I, I think he's going to be able to make plays. And you know, another year of development and all this sort of stuff. So I think it's a good problem to have for Boston. Hey, we've got we got three, you know, you know, one all star wing for sure, and two guys that look like they're gonna be all stars at some point in their career. Uh, how do we play all these guys together? And the truth is you just do it and, and it's gonna be fun. I, I'm I'm really pumped to watch those guys play. Oh. Uh, sad we were robbed of it last year. Yeah, there's no question that was sad. And also uh, the idea that um, when when you play those three together generally they're going to end up, I think Jalen Brown usually gets the little guy guarding him and they go to him in the post and he's very he's good down good there. good in the post. And yeah. it's, and, and for, frankly, it's pretty easy, not easy to be good, but it's easier to be good when your guard, guy guarding you is four or five inches shorter than you. So that, although I will say this, I walked by him during summer league and he was shorter than I thought he was. He just seems like he's a six, eight, six, nine when he's really like six, five and a half, six, six tops. Nonetheless, um, that's what makes it unfair. Cause I listen, we, I think, you know, we could probably assume Tatum is, you know, better, than than uh, than Jalen Brown, can but, we? Uh, well, I mean, I think that's where everyone thinks that that's sure. where it's going. Sure. Um, but but I will say that what makes them unfair is Jalen Brown because it's that third guy now who's that that you know that plays that sort of Scottie Pippen position, and there's just not enough teams that have enough of those kind of athletes to to defend him. Um, that's what's going to make it really exciting to me, uh, which also becomes a thing because I think everyone is on the Boston Celtics train. Providing they stay healthy, but I don't know, man. I think that that's that's really just giving an FU to Toronto. I think yeah, Toronto is right up there. I, I kind of have I, so I think Toronto and and Boston are like one A one B. I do think Gordon Hayward makes a huge difference, and and Boston was very good last year, even fitting all the new pieces that they had. They were very good, and and I know Toronto was better uh, last year, and they improved. They got Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. Shout out to my guy, Danny Green. Um, Toronto is going to be a big problem. They are going to be very good. The East is going to be fun at the top. It's really going to be a lot of fun. I think LeBron going to the Lakers, one of the underrated things somebody's talking about is, like, the East is going to be so much more fun to watch than the West. And the West is going to be a bloodbath. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But as far as the competition goes, especially among the top four or five teams, it's going to be pretty tight. I mean, I, mean, I think that, Clearly, the Raptors and, and the Celtics are, are kind of a good leap, like a good 
jump ahead of the the Sixers and the Bucks. But it's not so far that that you can't see the Sixers maybe making a move and catching up to to sort of Dude, Boston wait, wait, and Toronto. Wait. Dude, the, the Pacers, man. Yeah, and oh, that's what I mean. So the Pacers are right there yeah. in that kind of three to five range. Uh, the Wizards might be better. Like, eh. you know, Dwight might be okay. Well, we have a question about Dwight uh, from the uh, Periscope comments from, uh, you know, it's RTistic, uh, retweetistic. I don't know what, he's, what they're trying to say in that one, but let's, whatever it is. He says, how much of an improvement with Dwight Howard, will Dwight Howard be over Marcin Gortat in the pick and roll offense, if any? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think Gortat is really skilled. I think he He's makes it hard. Good. And so I, I don't think that Dwight yeah. Howard moves a needle upward in that, in that equation. At all. Uh, so Mar- Marcin Gortat is one of the best screen setters in the league. Hands down. I mean, okay. he just is. Yeah. Like, he wasn't moved because of anything that happened on the court. He was moved because of the locker room issues. You know, and, and you're going to move Gortat over John Wall. That's Wait, just how it is. Locker room issues but it can't possibly be between Gortat and other. He's got to be a good teammate, it, right? Well, yeah, but Gortat and Wall kind of didn't get along. Oh. I mean, this is, this, I'm not breaking news here. Okay. I, to this, me, this was known. This was known. Okay. okay. I mean, go back and look at some of those interviews that Gortat was giving uh, when Wall was out. Yeah. And, and yeah, there, there were problems. So, anyway, uh, I mean, yes, Gortat's getting older, but I, I still think he moves better than Dwight right now, especially in the pick and roll. The other thing is, Dwight's going to ask for like, 10 to 12 post-ups a game. And he's just not any good at them. Right. And, you know, what What you want him to do is to go set screens and roll to the rim. That's what you want. But he's just not going to do it enough, I think, to make a, a difference. Uh, and he's still going to rebound, and, and, you know, but his defense isn't what it used to be. He can't make up for mistakes. You know, if John Wall's going to kind of phone it in on, uh, on defense this year, he's not going to, you know, Dwight Howard's not going to clean up his messes. You know, he just can't move well enough. So, you know, if, if this was Dwight Howard... You know, 2010, man, they'd be a monster, but it's not yeah, right. 2018, you know? Yeah, I mean, especially because in the context of 2010, he was a LeBron killer. You know, he his his presence on the floor made LeBron a mortal, uh, to say the least. So, yeah, he's not that same guy. Uh, and I guess it sounds like Scott Brooks is not going to be the guy who's going to tell him to get out of the post and not get those uh, 8 to 10 uh, touches down there. Uh, and that's that's too bad. It's you know it is what it is. They'll probably get the same kind of production out of that position, I would imagine. But again, sometimes it's not the same, even though the numbers look the same. My my biggest concern is off the court, like the locker room stuff. You know, the last four locker rooms, five locker rooms that Dwight has left have openly celebrated that he's gone. Yeah, um, that's <laughs> right. not great. Ding dong. Right, and the Wizards have had issues again, like like we just talked about. Um, you know, it, that's going to be potentially that's going to be Scotty Brooks's toughest job is keeping the harmony in in the locker room. You know, and you know how do you deal with like? Listen, I love John Wall, um, but John Wall has kind of fallen off, and Bradley Beal has developed. I think Bradley Beal is their best player. So how do you deal with a, a, a scenario where where your your former best player has been usurped? by a younger guy like i i don't know like i mean you got to balance that and, and you know to be fair to to beal 
Beal needs a chance to blossom. And we saw that when Wall was out last year. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of tricky dynamics at play there. Right. And then I don't know if you remember, but I, how many times did I say that the, the, the Wizards should probably just break that whole thing up anyway? Uh, I was calling for it probably the exact same time this year, last year. Uh, in the, you know what I mean, last August or September for sure. So uh, I, I, that might have to be happen anyway, especially if they start out slowly, you know, through the first month or two. Yeah, I mean, it's going to, I don't know. It, that That is going to be, I don't know. It's a good thing the Athletic opened their D.C. office. Let's just put yeah. it that way. Now, and here's an interesting thing. Let's, to report on. Right. Well, let's go to our comments. We have some good questions here. Interestingly, you die by jumpers, who is a friend of the breakdown, who's been in a lot of conversation with us, asks, you think Dame is a trade candidate before the trade deadline if Portland is not top nine? Interestingly enough, there's a, not the same question comes in right after that, written almost the same way, except with a smiley face, from... Um, from Mir Mahade. So I don't know if they're like, you know, somehow colluding together, but either way, let's get that answered uh, question answered real quick. Um, I, I say, geez, it's so hard to imagine they're going to trade them, but you think they would even consider that if they're not in the, in the hunts for the playoffs? No, I think CJ would be the one to be moved if they were going to move one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can't trade a Damian Lillard, you know, that's a right. franchise. It's like an all time franchise player, you right. know? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to, Maybe not to the same degree, but like the Warriors aren't trading Steph Curry. Right. Yeah, That's I hear that, that, that. Exactly. And he means a lot to them in the, for the community. So, yeah. okay, right. That's All the right. face of the franchise. And you just can't, it's hard to come back from doing that. Uh, sure. So I can't imagine it. Yeah, well, let's talk about the next question from Tony Miller, Tony W. Miller out there, who's also a friend of the breakdown, I believe. Uh, he asks, how much does Westbrook's injury hurt the Thunder if he's out all preseason? Um, you know, I, I think for chemistry concerns it is an issue uh again russ not the easiest guy to play next to we saw last year paul george kind of you know struggled a little bit um which is why you and i were both surprised when he came back um and then they're gonna try to integrate uh schroeder so and i, I believe that they want to have those guys play together some during the during the year so it, it's gonna Ooh. be tricky but you know for for russ himself it's it's probably fine this was you know, uh, I'm sure it wasn't a, a huge surgery. Well, here, that's the but thing. I asked, another knee surgery, and that, that bothers me. I asked one of my guys who's an expert about this, and if this is a new thing where they're doing sort of maintenance arthroscopic surgery, because it sounded strange to me. Now, again, the, the context is he's had a number of them. Uh, on that, I know he's had them on both knees. The right knee, I can't remember if he's had more on the right than the left, but either way, uh, it apparently is. Like, they go in there and they kind of clean it out and maintenance, whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't think it hurts them at all because he's such a, you know, a vital part of their their uh, team that, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to get, break himself in or, or sort of get accustomed to things. Um, so, yeah. Now, the only thing that you're talking about is, is you know, getting the Schroeder combination, which I think would be great because I, I feel like he is his best when he's a little bit more off ball anyway. So I would anticipate Schroeder having a great year if he gets a lot of minutes alongside Russ. Uh, and I think that the, the Thunder are going to surprise people. I mean, the, you know, I don't think I'm crazy to say that they could be third. No, not at all. I think they could be two. Yeah. They, you, they, know what? you know what? Th their ceiling is really, really high. And, and again, I think Paul George was not really great last year. He wasn't 100%. You mm -hmm. know, he had some issues, some health issues. Um, he had some shooting problems, you know, that, that you and I talked about a little bit as they were occurring. And I, I think that he's going to be better. Uh, again, it's another year of playing with Russ and kind of learning how you do that because there is a learning curve there, especially for a guy like Paul George who came from Indiana where he had the ball in his hand a lot more. 
they there's addition by subtraction because Carmelo no. Anthony's not there soaking up you know 18 shots a game or whatever he took, and uh, and then you're gonna have Robertson back and healthy, and, and so you know I, I do think that their ceiling is is the two seed, you know uh, unless the Warriors are phoning it in, and in I can envision a scenario where you know they could win 58 games and possibly be the one seed because. Russell Westbrook does increase your ceiling so much offensively. And then you've got these good defenders around him. And and we haven't even mentioned Steven Adams, who, you know, is a top five center probably. So, yeah, they're going to be really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm really irrationally exuberant on them. And by the way, Memphis, I think, also has a real shot at being uh, really ruining someone else's season, <laughs> basically. I, I mean, if, if Conley's going to be healthy and be able to play 30 minutes a night, yeah. and same with Gasol, uh, Jaron Jackson – is going to walk Terrific. in and just be incredible. Um, their their issue, I mean, they, they still don't have shooting. You know, this is kind of now going on like, I don't know, eight years or something. Do you think that that's a coaching thing? Do you think that maybe well, no, they're like they've shooting got different coach? coaches? They've got different coaches. I, I think, no, the players that they're getting just can't shoot. Yeah, uh, okay. Like and so you don't put like Chip England, there's like that notion that he's there, he, he, people get better. I don't know. Maybe they're lacking. Whoever they're hiring is not... Uh, Listen, I sound like I'm auditioning, but I'm saying, like, what, is there a thing where, like, you know, maybe that's what it is? Or or are we in a situation at the NBA where, you know, you, you want a shooter, you're going to have to bring him in. You're never going to build a shooter. Is that I possible? Don't, yeah. So, you know, we, you and I talk a lot about shooting. And, and I don't know that by the time a guy gets to the league, you're going to take a non-shooter and make him into a shooter. You might be able to take a non-shooter and make him a, a guy who, like, let's say call a non-shooter, like a guy that's going to shoot 20% from three. Mm-hmm. maybe you can get that guy up to like 28%. Okay. But you're not going to take a 20% shooter and tur- turn him into a 45% shooter. And they need some guys that can shoot 40 to 45% that can yeah. play the wing. Okay. So they I need mean, some 3 and D guys. Like Danny Green would have been a great guy for them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He'd fit in perfectly, especially defensively. He'd fit in perfectly anywhere, but but yeah. Memphis really could have used him. So. Yeah. Right, fair enough. But I mean, we've seen evidence of guys who do get better and do shoot better across sure. their careers, but it doesn't feel like it's overnight. It's usually over a gradual period of years, and as they get older, and that's what they all they have to do is shoot because they're not as quick anymore, like the Jason Kidd thing. So fair enough. Fair enough. I, I like to think that it's possible, but you're right. It, it seems like there's overwhelming evidence. It's rare. Where, doesn't happen as much. Uh, artistic, really quickly. Uh, that's, I'm going to go with artistic because I don't know how else to say it. Uh, can Bobby Portis finish his sixth man of the year? Uh, I mean, I don't think he's going to have numbers high enough that would get him in that conversation, right? A sixth man is going to is generally like 18 points a game, right? And then yeah, you got to score to do it. I don't know if he's going to yeah. do it. And then Chicago is going to also be really bad. You know, uh, so um, I can't I can't pronounce whatever this is. Ogswank or whatever in the Periscope chat ask uh, what the best case scenario for Chicago is. To me, the best case scenario is they're one of the bottom three teams and have a shot at the number one seed. That's your best case scenario. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's probably how they want it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it certainly feels that way. Yeah. I'm looking for any other questions as I'm scrolling down on Twitter. Uh, uh, Trip Zero is happy to see you back talking ball again. Thanks, Trip. Uh Check. Uh, let's see. Oh, now I'm getting some suggestions. By the way, I just want to say I went to Foot Locker yesterday to buy some shoes because I have wide feet and Nike doesn't make a lot of wide shoes. And the dude at the Nike store insisted that there were no like wide shoes. They're all the same. And I'm like, look at my shoe, the one I'm wearing right now. And I held it up to the one he was showing me. It was like a quarter of an inch thinner. He goes, oh, no, it's inside the shoes what you got to measure. 
And I'm like, what are you telling me? That somehow in my shoe, I'm not using a quarter of that width somehow because the inside is like this. Le- it was so inane. And of course, I went online and I found, and I, went, I was complaining during that while I was there on Twitter. So people were really helpful. And I, if I could find it, I want to thank the guy who was like, who's like straightened me out, got me the link to the original shoes I already had, found me how I can get them on East Bay. Thank you, East Bay. Soon to be a sponsor, hopefully. Um, anyway, but like, what if? What was up with that? What's wrong with Foot Locker? Has it always been that bad? Oh, what? let me say this. So then he shows me like four or five pairs of shoes. I'm walking around, they're not good, and he disappears. Doesn't oh, come back. No. It's a big story. He doesn't come back. And I'm waiting for like five minutes. I'm like, finally, I just left. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really buy many shoes retail. I normally buy them online now. Really? I never really considered it, but maybe I, start, I, I can, you don't get burned with the size or the, whatever, the wrong shoe. It, it works for you? Yeah. I mean, you know, normally I can order kind of a similar size. And I also, you know, I wind up buying a lot of the same, like my casual shoes, you know, kind of the same shoe okay. in different colors or something like that. Um, basketball shoes I do have to try on just because they're built on different lasts. Like I can't wear Kobe's cause I have wide feet and yeah, those are, those are some skinny shoes. Um, but I know that I can wear like LeBron's so, you know, I can just safely buy those. So, right. And then I yeah. used to have that rule. I won't spend more than a hundred bucks on a pair of shoes. And you know, I guess it's inflation or whatever. You can't almost can't do that. It's insane. Even for like running shoes that, to walk around in. It's terrible. Oh uh, man. You got to go to Ross. Oh, but not for Nike's though. They have Nikes. Oh, all right. I get. Yeah, I mean, they like, but they sell. They sell like the original 1979 running shoes. No, that you're saying. <laughs> no, they sell everything, man. Like, all right. listen, I'm telling you right now, and and for anybody listening, Ross, uh, TJ Maxx, Marshalls. All right, go there. Just like you know, like if I'm looking to get like last year's model of a shoe because I don't really care, um, then that's where I go. You know, all right, cool. um, like my hiking trail running shoes, man. I got them. I bought those for like 40 bucks and I think the retail, they're like 120. So, wow. Well, there yeah. you go. Um, you know, you, you always get some, you get some basketball knowledge and you might even get some shopping knowledge too while you're here. Well, come, <laughs> well, come for the basketball. Peak, this is peak <laughs> off season content right here. You know, like we're, we're gearing up for training camp and uh, you know, all that stuff. So like we gotta, you know, we gotta talk about, Whatever, whatever's topical right now. Yeah, well, let's grab. We have a couple questions, real quick, as we wrap this up. So, uh, Mikhail uh, GI Joe, uh, in a really creative way of making, written, writing that out. Uh, how good do you think the Bucks will be? Can Budenholzer get the most out of Bledsoe? So, yeah, I think that they're going to be good. Um, they have Lopez. I think people have forgotten about that, and that's going to change yep. the dynamic. But I think for a good way, in a good way. So. Um, I, I don't know I don't know if anyone's ever going to get the most out of Bledsoe. They'll get what they get. Uh, he's really frustrating for me to watch, but uh, they, they could be – wait, we talked about that. They're in that third slot-ish? I think they're, they're – I mean, I think that they're – I'd put them a tier below the Sixers, but that's only because we haven't seen them yet, mm-hmm. right? I need to see them. You know, Giannis is probably going to be an MVP candidate, and, and in particular oh, yeah. if he's carrying them up to like a top two seed. Um yeah, he he may be the favorite. You know, uh, I don't I don't look at the Vegas odds because I don't gamble. But um, you know, I, I want to see what Bud can do to to unleash Giannis even more. And I think what we're going to wind up seeing is more Giannis at the five, in yeah. particular closing games. Unless Brook Lopez really is just amazing there, which you know he's going to be able to space the floor, so they're going to be able to play four shooters around Giannis, yeah. or at least four the- theoretical shooters around Giannis, and uh, but but without going small. So, and I, I think the other thing I want to see how much development is Thon Maker made. You know, has he has he gotten better? Is he going to be a playable guy? 
And, uh, you know, can Middleton stay healthy? That's another question. But Bledsoe, you know, I, I just don't know that he moves the needle for them at all in a positive way. He right. hasn't defended in a few years now. And, uh, you know, he's not really a good shooter. So it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know if he finishes the season there. Uh, another good point, which is, you know, that's going to be he's, he's sort of the wandering player who seems to never gets a home. But uh, we got one last question before we wrap this up. What do you say? We have it from Drew Fave. Drew Fav is he asks, is there a competition between Austin Rivers and Thomas Tomas Sadoransky uh, or does Rivers have that job? And then I kind of want to say that I got asked no one ever. But uh, it's still an interesting question. I would I would think that Sadoransky should have the upper hand. And I think he's better. Yeah, Sadoransky was really good for them last year, and uh, I think he should be like the sixth man um, slash spot starter. Uh, but I can envision a scenario where Rivers usurps him just because that's, I don't know, he kind of looks like a guy who does a lot, if that makes sense. Sadoransky does, does some stuff that doesn't necessarily show up in the box score. Yeah, all right. Rivers, Rivers, like you can feel his impact on the game. You can see it palpable rivers um, wait, wait, wait yeah yeah oh. good and bad i, I don't oh, mean uh, okay I, I just mean you see it so um yeah but uh i think sadoransky should and you know I, I bet they'll play together a lot and and having austin rivers i mean that's another guy that's playable he's not mm-hmm. you know he's not a non-player so yeah um you know that's someone i i, I completely forgot that he was on the wizards yeah, right. Well, that was interesting. That's where Gortat went to the Clippers. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, exactly. yeah, there'll be some interesting looks like that. I mean, DeAndre Jordan is now in Dallas. We forgot about that, too. Uh, and that changes Dallas a little bit. But, you know, I don't think they even want to win at this point this year anyway. But uh, it's interesting. Uh, you know, what, what if what if Doncic is everything and more? <laughs> and then what if um, Dennis Smith, you know, is improved? And then what if DeAndre Jordan is the best version of himself? And you have Rick Carlisle. And you got Wes Matthews. And, oh and, crap! Now I'm and, like irrationally and, exuberant. <laughs> and what if what if Dirk flies to Germany and gets, gets PR PR yeah, beat in with, his whole body? Yeah, with the uh, with the uh, uh, steroids as well mixed in there. Yeah. Um, you know, right? Like all of a sudden you're like, geez, can could they get compete for the eighth spot? Like, you know, I don't know, but we'll see. But anyway, we we'll save that conversation again on a random Thursday afternoon. We had a lot of people in this conversation. Great questions, Dave. It's great to have you back in the conversation and talking with me. Uh, I, I hope you enjoy. Enjoyed it as much as I did. Yeah, it's good to be back. You sound so excited about it too. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, like uh, the, the Stephen Wright. Thanks. It's very good to be back. Right. No matter how hot it is in a room, it's always room temperature. Okay. Well, great show. Thank you all for joining us live. Uh, If you missed a little bit of it or all of it or part of it and you want to hear it again, or if you want to hear the whole thing again, even if you listened to the whole thing or watched it, then you can uh, fire it up on on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever else you listen to your podcast. It'll be up there, I don't know, in a few hours or less. So thanks for joining us. And don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, on a channel for a conversation. You win. Are you in, Dave? Yes, I am. 